Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Apologies, we're a little late. We had some technical difficulties. Josh is still out on vacation, so it's been it was a little difficult, but I think we resolved it. If everyone can hear me, let me know. Uh, as long as the audio sounds good, let me know. We, we should be able to go. Happy Monday. A lot of people don't really say happy Monday, but it's the start of a new week. It's a new opportunity. It's a new chance to, uh, to go out and... and and have a great week. So happy Monday to everyone. We're going to be talking about two things on the podcast today. In the first hour, we're going to be talking about the Wuhan lab leak, something that was a conspiracy theory and would actually get you banned on social media if you even mentioned it. Now, sounding more and more like not only being plausible, but probable as an origin for COVID-19. We're going to be talking about that, talking about the Fauci backtrack and everything involved with that. Also going to, then in the second hour, Joe should be joining us. He has a meeting this hour, but the second hour, Joe should be joining us to talk about updates from the audits and, uh, and updates with, with election challenges and things like that, talking primarily about Arizona and New Hampshire. But it has been a week since Joe has been on, so chances are he's going to want to talk about a lot of things. So that will be coming in the second hour. So make sure you're going to want to make sure you tune in for that. But before we get into anything, got to remind you, everyone, that this podcast is brought to you by How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative. It is the only course of its kind that presents detailed information telling you how to run for office from a biblical worldview. And I, I say it time and time again, it's so important. Lots of people don't know how to run for office. There's plenty of courses that will teach you, but it's very, very likely that if you take other courses that are more secular, you will lose yourself along the way. You'll be You'll become beholden to special interests. You'll cut corners and and uh, and compromise in order to get where you want to go. But if you learn how to run for office from a biblical a biblical worldview, not only will you do it the right way, but you'll learn how to help other people run for office as well. So you're going to want to make sure you go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD. And if you use promo code CD10, you'll get an extra 10% off the cost of the course. Really excellent stuff. So again, go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD and use promo code CD10 for an extra 10% off. It's absolutely imperative that we glorify God through government for such a time as this. All right. So before we get into the Wuhan lab leak, I saw this and it made me laugh. So I was, I was surprised. I don't know how I missed it. We covered on Friday that video of, uh, of the Russian ad russian army ad side by side with the american army ad and uh, i was shocked that i hadn't seen that before they're now calling that russian propaganda i don't know if you noticed that they're calling it russian propaganda and they're going after ted cruz because he called the military out why don't we go ahead and go to my screen mr producer these are uh these are tweets from ted cruz put up my screen we got can we do that come on guys Put it my screen. No? Okay, I'll just read the I'll just read it then. So here's Ted Cruz saying, is there a more pitiful example of corrupt 
media. They're saying that there's nothing on my screen. I'll try and refresh it. I'll try and refresh it. Try now. Can you try now? There we go. Okay. They were, they were resetting the computers. A tweet from Ted Cruz. Is there a more pitiful example of corrupt corporate media than Brian Williams? He was fired as the anchor of NBC Nightly News for misrepresenting events which occurred while he was covering the Iraq war in 2003. Now he's a left-wing hack at MSNBC. Now he's throwing a hissy fit that I criticized the ridiculously woke video that the Biden administration put out. Williams accidentally told the truth when he describes it as a video meant to diminish the U.S. military. True, that's the problem. The Pentagon put it out. Now, with his trademark ignorant snark, he's dubbed me Kremlin Cruz. Three problems. Let me make this a little bit bigger so you can read it. Three problems. One, I hate communists. My family was imprisoned and tortured by communists, and Brian is a shameless apologist for Russian and Chinese and Cuban communists. Two, I was arguing that our military needs to be able to kick the ass of Russian soldiers. It's Brian and his lefty comrades that are working relentlessly to diminish the effectiveness of the U.S. military, the finest fighting force on the face of the planet. And three, just this week, Biden gave Putin a multi-billion dollar gift when he waived mandatory U.S. sanctions to allow Russia to build Nord Stream 2, a massive natural gas pipeline to Germany. Who authored the sanctions that stopped NS2? That would be me. Cover that, Brian. But that would be actual news, something you don't do. Use your condescending wit to call Biden Kremlin Joe. He's the one illegally giving billions to Putin, but your corporate overlords won't let you. Congrats, Brian. You are Pravda. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I also saw this. This made me laugh. A guy on Instagram, everything has been blurred out for to protect his identity. Someone reached out to him trying to recruit him into the army. Guy says, uh, hey, you seem like a pretty outdoors type of individual. Would you be interested in any of the traveling that the army has to offer? This guy responded, Sergeant blank, big supporter of the military, but it's become a leftist organization full of woke pussies, homos and trannies. I genuinely do wish you the best in recruiting real patriots to restore the military to what it once was, but I have no desire to join something that will censor my patriotism and hate me for being a straight white male. God bless America. That's one way to respond to an army recruiter. Let me, let me know what you guys think of that response in the comment section below. We can go ahead and take down my screen now. So yeah, it's definitely blowing up now. It's definitely blowing up with, uh, with, with this video. If there's more that comes out on it, we would definitely cover it. But for now, let's, let's uh, kind of jump into the story of the first hour, which is the Wuhan lab leak. As you remember, very early on in the pandemic, it became pretty clear that it was likely, if not probable, that COVID-19 had escaped one of the multiple virology labs in Wuhan, China. It, it would defy logic to have this novel virus all of a sudden pop up in the same city where Chinese uh, researchers are studying these kinds of viruses and deliberately mutating them through through their experimentation in not one, but two locations, right? It, it, you'd have to, def it would defy logic just to ignore that. But as you'll remember, very early on, the media went out of their way to, uh, to shut this down. Social media went out of its way to shut this down. Go back to my screen. This was a very early article, February 22nd, 2020. This was published on the New York Post. And the, and the headline was, don't believe China's story the coronavirus may have leaked from a lab. Huh. Well, if you remember, 
that article got completely censored on social media. You could not post that. You were fact-checked immediately. We got fact-checked because of it. And uh, they threatened to shut down our account because we were talking about this. So that was wrong. They said that was absolutely incorrect. Not possible for this novel virus to have been released or leaked out of one of the multiple virology labs in the same city. So it's not possible. So that was back in February of 2020. We can take down my post, my screen now. You'll remember, though, that Donald Trump was coming out and claiming that he had seen evidence that COVID-19 had at least somehow leaked or been released from the lab. We're going to jump forward a little bit, Mr. Producer, and we're going to play cut number four. This is what Donald Trump said last year. Let's play cut four. It gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. And this country pays them almost $500 million a year. And China pays them $38 million a year. And uh, whether it's a lot or more, it doesn't matter. It's still, they shouldn't be making excuses when people make horrible mistakes, especially mistakes that are causing hundreds of thousands of people around the world to die. I think the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, so that was Trump one year ago. They asked him point blank, have you seen evidence to suggest that COVID-19 came from one of those labs in Wuhan? And he said, yes, that he had seen it. So when he said that, the media didn't like it. No, of course they didn't. Put up image one. This is a side-by-side -side of uh, what CNN reported at the time and the latest headline that they just put out yesterday. First was back when Trump made that comment a year ago. Anthony Fauci just crushed Donald Trump's theory on the origins of the coronavirus. Fast forward to yesterday, which we'll get to in a second. Fauci, not convinced COVID developed naturally, backs investigation. So what, what's going on with that? What's going on with that? Um, let's go to my screen right now. This is the article that CNN put out last year. That, that was the headline. Anthony Fauci just crushed Donald Trump's theory on the origins of the coronavirus. Anal analysis, analysis by Chris Siliza, CNN editor at large. So this is responding to Donald Trump's comments. This is the quote that they're using for Anthony Fauci. I couldn't find, I, think the, I don't think this was an audio or video, but this is the quote that Fauci apparently crushed Donald Trump. And it goes as follows. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, the scientific evidence is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. Well, that sounds very intelligent. That's, that sounds very smart. If I don't know a lot about science, which back then I wouldn't have, I would say, well, that, that, that he sounds like he knows a lot of big words and he knows how to put those words together in a sentence, and it's beyond my pay grade, so I trust the experts. Oh, notice how wrong we have been to trust the so-called experts. That is what Anthony Fauci said a year ago. We go ahead and take down my screen. Now we're going to show you what Fauci says now. This is just in the last couple of days. He's no longer confident, as that CNN headline we teased suggests. Let's go play cut number two. This is Anthony Fauci explaining he's not confident anymore. Um, but no, I'm not convinced 
uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who've investigated say it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals, but it could have been something else. And we need to find that out. So, you know, that's the reason why I said I'm perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus. So he's full of crap. Let's go back to our screen and I'll read you that quote from a year ago again. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, the scientific evidence is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly suggests that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. So what changed? Well, nothing changed. The science didn't change. They always say the science changed. The science didn't change because there were people making these blowing the whistle about the the lab back then the science didn't change they just ignored the science they ignored the anecdotal evidence they ignored the circumstantial evidence and they ignored the intelligence reports because they didn't want it to be leaked from china because china didn't want it to be leaked from a chinese lab he says he wants an investigation into all of this well so does jen saki the circle back girl but she wants the who to run it huh Let's play cut number six. This is Jen Stackey. Explain what you want. Wuhan Institute of Virology were hospitalized with symptoms consistent with both COVID-19 and common seasonal illness in November of 2019. That's something that is apparently known to U.S. Intel officials. So why isn't President Biden pushing for more access, more information to get to the bottom of exactly what happened? We are. Uh, and we have repeatedly called for the WHO to, to support an expert-driven evaluation of the pandemic's origins that is free from interference or politicization. Now, there were phase one results that came through. Uh, we were not, uh, during that first phase of the investigation, there was not access to data, there was not information provided. Uh, and now we're hopeful that uh, WHO can move into a more transparent, independent phase two investigation. But with 589,920 dead Americans, at what point does President Biden say, we don't want to wait for the WHO, we don't know what they're doing, this needs to be an American-led effort to get to the bottom of what happened? Well, first of all, we need access to the underlying data and information in order to have that investigation. And, and why not? But he talks all the time about how he's known President Xi for a long time. So why can't he just call and, and we and need ask them. him for that information? I think you're misunderstanding how this process actually works. An international investigation led by the World Health Organization is something that we've actually been pressing for for several months in coordination with a range of partners around the world. We need that data. We need that information from the Chinese government. What we can't do and what I would caution anyone doing is leaping ahead of an actual international process. We don't have enough data and information to jump to a conclusion at this point in time. So is there any amount of casualties from COVID in this country that would make you want to not wait for an international effort and just do it as... Well, I, I have to say, I think the family members of the loved ones whose lives have been lost and uh, deserve accurate information data, not the jumping to a conclusion without having the information necessary to conclude what the origins are. What we do share, everyone in this country, is a desire to know how this started, where it started, and prevent it from ever happening again. That's something we all share. So, interesting. 
They all share it now. But when Donald Trump blew that whistle a year ago, a year ago, and said, yes, he's seen the intelligence, the Democrats were also the ones railing back saying, no, it's not true. Why? Well, the Democrats are beholden to China. They are, always have been, always will be bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party. So they say that they want the WHO to investigate China. Let's go to my screen real quick. This is a, a story from last year, last December. Put up my screen from ABC News. China clamps down in hidden hunt for coronavirus origins. So even as the WHO investigators were, were trying to get to the bottom of it, China was stopping them from actually finding and accessing, as Saki admitted, the data that they need to make a determination. That doesn't matter, though. The WHO issued a joint report this year. It says that animals were the likely source of COVID-19, but also could not completely rule out the lab leak, though they did say that it was extremely unlikely that it leaked out of a lab. Well, they they didn't they weren't giving total access to the lab. And it was almost a year, it was a year later. A year later after the outbreak. It's incredible stuff. It really is. Let's go ahead and take down my screen. And here's the issue with all of this. You want the WHO to investigate China. So the WHO is going to go hard in the paint against China. No, they won't. WHO is bought and paid for by China. We've played this clip a lot over the past year because it it needs to be repeated. This is what happens when a WHO official is asked a question that his Chinese overlords won't like. This was an interview. And as soon as the interviewer asked about Taiwan, well, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Mr. Producer, let's go to that clip I just sent over to you. Would the WHO consider Taiwan's membership? Hello? With I couldn't hear your question. Okay, yeah, let me let, let me let me repeat the question. No, that's so, okay. Let, let's move to another one then. Right. Because because I'm I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well, on Taiwan's case. Ah, it just jumps off. We decided to give Dr. Alward another call to follow up. And I just want to see if you can comment a bit on how Taiwan has done so far in terms of containing the virus. Well, we've already talked about China. And, um, you know, when you look across all the different areas of, uh, of China, they've actually all done quite a good job. So with that, I'd like to thank you very much for inviting us to participate. And, uh, and good luck as you go forward with the battle in Hong Kong. <laughs> okay, a lot to break down right there. Anyone who doesn't know, Taiwan, people in Taiwan believe themselves to be an independent country. China believes that Taiwan is China. So China attempts to exert influence over Taiwan, and the, the Taiwanese people say, no, we should be independent. So China refuses to recognize Taiwan as an independent nation. In, as far as they're concerned, it's just part of China. So when this reporter starts talking about Taiwan, you see the WHO official just go s- still, almost like he's pretending his screen froze. And, and then he says, oh, I, I couldn't hear the question. And she says, I'll repeat it. He says, no, that's okay. Let's go on to the next one. Well, obviously he heard the question. (laughs) I mean, it's so obvious. And then she asks him the question and he jumps off. Like, oops. 
So they call back, ask him about Taiwan, and then he finally says, I've already discussed China. So how can the WHO ever put anything out that's critical of China when one of their officials can't even talk about Taiwan without referring to it as China? Like, obviously, this organization is beholden to China. That shows it. This guy was afraid to talk about Taiwan as if it was a place. Oh, no, Taiwan's China. We've already talked about China. No need to talk about Taiwan. Taiwan's just another part of China. Of course, the WHO isn't going to get to the bottom of it in China. One, China won't let them. Two, WHO doesn't have the stones to actually dive in and find the truth. So, of course, they're going to say that bat soup did it. Pay no attention to the fact that there's not one but two virology centers, virology research centers in the city of Wuhan. Forget about that. It must have been the bat soup. Must have been the bat soup. Here's the thing, though. It could have... Obviously, the virus came from an animal, unless this is completely constructed in a lab, which some people have hypothesized. But what I've seen, I've seen this as a much more likely hypothesis. We know that the Wuhan Virology Institute, Wuhan Institute of Virology, we know that they were sending scientists around China into caves to harvest samples from bats. They were taking those viruses back to their center and they were running tests on them. We know from Rand Paul and from the receipts that the U.S. government was funding researchers working with Wuhan on gain-of-function research. I'm not going to dive too much into this, but what that basically is, is it's replicating viruses. It's, it's attempting to evolve them in lab conditions, creating a super virus. The goal being that if you can create a super virus in lab conditions, you accelerate natural evolution in lab conditions, you can learn how to fight the virus should it ever materialize in nature, right? So if you know that a virus will mutate over and over and over again, if you can do it in a controlled setting, you can figure out what it will look like in its worst mutations and you can figure out ways to fight it. Well, that's all well and good as long as that mutated virus doesn't leak out and jump 100, 200 years of natural evolution with the virus. That's great. But if it leaks out, then you've just, you've just made things a million times worse. So when they say that it's obvious that COVID-19 came from an animal, I think that that's always been obvious for everyone. Uh, Sure, it's possible they could have actually used some kind of gene editing or whatever to create a a completely artificial virus. That's possible, right? That's absolutely possible. But it's much more likely that they harvested samples from animals, put them in lab conditions, experimented on them, and then it leaked. There's been a couple of theories about how it leaked. It could have been leaked because there were bad safety standards. I've seen reports that the Wuhan Institute of Virology had safety standards that would basically equate to an American dentist office. That's 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 the disinfectant standards in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I've seen that. That that's stunning. As someone who was at the dentist a week ago, the idea that they're playing God with these viruses and they're and they're only reaching the standards that we set for dentists in our country, in terms of cleaning surfaces and the like, that's really, really troubling. But it it just seems obvious. So there's a couple ways it could have leaked. It could have leaked through bad PPE. Someone could have accidentally mishandled mishandled one of the vials and it could have infected them. They then leave and they infect other people. That's entirely possible. It's also possible that the animals that they were doing this research on, because (laughs) make no mistake, they're, they're experimenting on animals. Those animals, once they've been infected with the virus and they die, because that's what the whole goal of animal experimentation is, those animals are supposed to be incinerated. But if you are, let's just say hypothetically, if you are the janitor and it's your job to take whatever position, you don't get paid enough, you you feel like you're underpaid, 
It's your job to take this deceased animal carcass to be incinerated. Well, why do that when you can just sell it to the meat market? And, and then they can just give you a couple a couple bucks or whatever the Chinese equivalent is. So that's another possible, plausible theory that they're experimenting. And even, even if it didn't leak out through PPE or through the containment, it's very possible one of those animals that were injected with the virus, instead of being incinerated, was sold to the meat market. So it's possible for the meat market theory to be true and still have come from the lab, right? No matter what, there's always someone in there willing to make a couple bucks. People will do very stupid things to, to make a couple extra bucks. I don't know if you've ever seen, I, I watched the video, I'm never going to go eat in China. If I'm ever in China, I'm never going to eat there because they have this thing called street oil. Has anyone ever seen anything about this? So you think when you cook, when you cook with oil, you think, okay, I just pull out a bottle of canola oil, whatever your preferred oil is, avocado, maybe olive, and you pour that in a the pan, and then you saute your vegetable. Well, no, a shockingly large percentage of street vendors in China, I think it might've been one in every, every four they use what's called street oil, which literally it's refined sludge from the sewage. So people will go into the sewage, they'll literally scoop it up with ladles, and then they'll refine it down to the basic oils that are in that slop. And then they'll sell those oils to, to street vendors and they will cook their, your food with it. Yeah, ugh, make you want to puke. Sewage, re refining sewage into oil. It's disgusting, right? So the, a lot of corners get cut in China. That's what I'm trying to explain. It's entirely plausible that that could have been one of the ways it leaked. But the notion that we're not, we're not even going to look at that. We're not even going to look at that. We're just going to assume, presume that it, that it was bat soup. When we know that they were experimenting with the same kinds of viruses just a mile or so away. Come on. No one buys it. Does anyone buy it? Let me know in the comment section if you buy that narrative. You know who doesn't buy it? Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. I'm not sure how he got this briefing. He did used to be in co Congress, right? He, he was a congressman before he became Florida's governor. So it's possible he could have been briefed on this before ascending to the Florida governor's mansion. But this is what he had to say. He wasn't pulling any punches. He said that, yes, COVID-19 did leak out of the lab. Let's play cut number, cut number five. Platforms have become our public square. Uh, Floridians and other Americans go on these platforms to be able to share ideas. Heck, um, you go back to the beginning of these platforms, they actually were very liberating because you had corporate media, those legacy outlets that many Americans grew to distrust, and rightfully so. Um, they no longer had the monopoly on information. You could actually go around the legacy media, share information on these platforms, uh, and that was very, very positive for millions and millions of Americans. And actually, it was a, a little too positive and the powers that be didn't like that. And so I think what we've seen in recent years is a shift away from internet platforms, social media platforms, from really being liberating forces to now being enforcers of orthodoxy. And so their primary mission or one of their major missions seems to be suppressing ideas that are either inconvenient to the narrative or that which they uh, personally disagree with. And you think about some of the things that are in the news just most recently. The, of the last however many decades, you know, some of the major issues that we've had to deal with, I would say two of the major issues when people look back on this period will be the efficacy of coronavirus lockdowns and the origin of the coronavirus in Wuhan, China. Now we have information that this very well may have emanated from the Wuhan lab. 
yeah. So not sure if he's just going off of publicly available information or if he's learning a little bit more from his sit-downs with Trump or if he's just talking to other members of Congress. But yeah, even DeSantis sees what we all can see. It, it's plainly obvious. Well, Tucker had a segment on his show where he covered the fact that the CDC is now even admitting that it's entirely likely that this came from the Wuhan lab. Let's jump to this. Let's play cut number three. Well, the director of the CDC just made a remarkable admission about where the coronavirus likely came from. Fox's Trace Gallagher has that story for us tonight. Hey, Trace. Hey, Tucker, this back and forth between Louisiana GOP Senator John Kennedy and the CDC director is enlightening because it illustrates a significant shift. Example, last week, Dr. Tony Fauci said there needs to be a thorough investigation into whether COVID-19 originated from a lab in Wuhan. Last year, Fauci knocked down that lab theory. And today, Dr. Rochelle Walensky was asked her thoughts on the origin of the virus. Watch. What are the possibilities? Certainly the possibilities of that most coronaviruses that we know of are of origin from that have infected the population, SARS-CoV-1, um, MERS, uh, generally come from an animal origin. Um, and um, Are there any other possibilities? Certainly a lab-based origin is one possibility. Lab-based origin, that answer is key because just a few months ago, liberal media maligned that theory as baseless and political, mostly because former President Trump, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and former CDC Director Robert Redfield all said the evidence was compelling and should be investigated. Even the Director General of the World Health Organization went against his own team and said China needs to provide answers. And breaking today, Republicans on the House Intel Committee say there is significant significant circumstantial evidence that the virus came from a lab in Wuhan, including that in the fall of 2019, several lab workers got sick with COVID-like symptoms. Bottom line here, Tucker, the Wuhan lab theory is gaining steam and gaining supporters. Tucker. Amazing, but not surprising. Chris Gallagher, thank you. So that is what Tucker and his colleagues had to say about it. Lots of people shocked at the gutter oil that I was just talking about in the comment section. I know lots of you are eating lunch, but I want to show you a little bit of just how that is made. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is from Radio Free Asia. So it's actually, we're allowed to use this because it's a product of the American government. Here we can see a woman who is doing something with a manhole. Let's see what she's doing. She is lifting up the manhole. I don't think you're supposed to do that, lady. Oh, oh, what, why? Why would she lift up the manhole? Oh, now she is scooping the sewage. Oh, oh, she's scooping the sewage out. Oh my God. Oh, that's so gross. And now they're taking it and they're putting it in these, these like blue barrels. Let's fast forward to uh, the refining. They're, now they cook it up to get the, the, the fats to separate from the water. Hey, listen, anytime you, anyone who's ever mixed oil and vinegar, oil and water knows that it separates. And you can basically skim off the oil and then you can sell it. Oh, and then you can cook with it. Oh, oh, oh I take down my screen. Oh, oh, they're scooping up toilet paper. Oh, in the sewage. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> um, not, not too surprising. Let's go to my screen. The health effects of gutter oil are pretty significant. 
Gutter oil is an acceptable raw ingredient for products that are not for human consumption, such as soap, rubber, biofuel, cosmetics. Gutter oil has been shown to be quite toxic and can cause diarrhea and abdominal pain. There are also reports that long-term consumption of the oil can lead to stomach and liver cancer. Testing of some samples of gutter oil have revealed traces of polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, PAH, dangerous organic pollutants capable of causing cancer with long-term consumption. There's potential for gutter oil to contain aflatoxins, highly carcinogenic compounds produced by certain molds. Yeah, who would have guessed that when you refine toilet paper slop into cooking oil? Um, yeah, well, listen, everyone, you can eat your lunch. Just as long as you didn't get your lunch from a Chinese street vendor, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And listen, we can take that down. Um, the West does this a lot. So even in major cities, I'm not going to show you this because this will gross you out. There's, there's such a thing as a fat iceberg. Basically, um, in the sewers, all of the oils will congeal and become a big iceberg. They've actually harvested those and used those for biofuel, non-human consumption. So it, it does get used, but the Chinese see it and say, hey, let's, let's eat it. And then they act shocked when they have rising levels of stomach cancer and liver cancer. Okay, enough of that. Uh, well, let, listen, if, if you find yourself eating from a street vendor and, and, and oh my goodness, trouble strikes, you need to get airlifted to a hospital. Who are you going to call? Well, you're going to have to call Air Med Care Network, and you're going to hope that you're an Air Med Care Network member. Because if you need to get airlifted after eating that bad Chinese food, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you $27,000, $35,000. We've talked to someone who said $45,000 just to go one town over to a hospital. But if you're an Air Med Care member, Air Medicare Network member for as low as $85 a year. And that's actually not the lowest. If you're a senior citizen, I think you get a discount. And if you um, buy three or five years, you pay less per year. But for one year, for $85, you'll protect not only yourself, not only your spouse, but your entire household should disaster strike and you need to be airlifted to a hospital. As long as you use an AMCN provider, you will not have to pay a single penny if you are covered. AMCN providers airlift over 100,000 patients a year if you... If you expect, listen, no one expects it, but if you do spend a lot of time outdoors, if you, if you live in a remote area, if you have a hunting cabin or, or a lake cabin where it's a little bit more remote, you really should have this coverage. So you're going to want to make sure you check out the link in our description. <laughs> People still talking about the gutter oil. <laughs> you're going to want to make sure you go to www.airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on what plan and how, and how many years you purchase. Really, this is coverage that no one should go without. So again, go to www.airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. You might have been a little confused about how I was going to get that ad in. But yeah, we went from Chinese gutter fuel to air medical transports. I can segue from anything. So we, we played a couple days ago the, the Rand Paul, Anthony Fauci grilling. And I want to play a little bit of it again because you start to understand just how big the lie was that Anthony Fauci and, the, and his ilk were telling us last year when they said there was no way that it could have possibly came from a lab. We're going to play a little. I don't think I'll play the entire of it, entirety of it. But let's go back to this. Let's play cut number one. This is Rand Paul grilling Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, we don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. 
Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. For years, Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Institute, sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Shi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus and then used this man-made supervirus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. The SARS virus had a 15% mortality. We're fighting a pandemic that has about a 1% mortality. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it, to the spike protein, if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund of Dr. Barrick? We do not fund Do you fund gain Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? D Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. Not you don't think even worse. a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain of function. That is you not a minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain of function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain of function, despite the fact that people tweet that. So they do you still support it? sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute? We do not send money now to the to Wuhan uh, do Virology Institute. you support Institute. sending money? We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency right. and a sub-grant. Do you support that the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute? Let me explain to you why that was done. The <laughs> SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses and the serology to see who might have been or, infected Or perhaps it would be irresponsible China. to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying naturally. things that are not correct. Government defenders of gain-of-function, such as yourself, <laughs> say that COVID-19 uh, mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. 
In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the noceum technique because the mutations right, cut it there. naturally. I wanted to take it to that and play a little bit more than I originally intended. I want to take it to that because that is an important part that I want everyone to take home. And if you haven't already, hit the share button. This is important. We're doing a deep dive. We need you to hit that share button. Give us a thumbs up, comment on DLive, comment, comment, comment. You can share the DLive stream too. And you can share our Twitch stream and you can share our link at conservative-daily.com. Please do share this because Fauci's full of crap. He is. He's full of crap. So when you see Fauci, which we will again go to that quote from last year. Let's go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the quote from last year. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, the scientific evidence is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. Fauci was lying. What Rand Paul just explained in his testimony was that Anthony Fauci was signing the checks, going to this Dr. Barrick, and Dr. Barrick had developed a system, a gain of function process that allows it to appear like a virus is mutating naturally by passing the virus through cell cultures. Basically, you, you pass the virus through cell, cell culture and you force it to evolve and it creates the appearance of natural changes, natural modifications. He called it the noceum technique specifically because it looks so natural that anyone looking at it would think it was just happening in nature. This is a technique he, he developed under Fauci's tutelage with Fauci's grant money in collaboration with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's all coming together. So when Fauci said, if you look at the evidence, it looks like it appeared in nature, that should have sent off alarm bells because he was funding research that was designed to make lab-based manipulation look real. I mean, the, scientists do this all the time. One of the reasons that scientists love to use mice love to use mice when it comes to lab research is because mice procreate very quickly, right? It's very easy to create two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 generations of mice. You don't have to wait an for human lifespans to create multiple generations. You, you could start in one month and in a couple months, you'd have dozens of generations of mice. It, it's, it's true, right? So that's one of the reasons that they use mice. But when you, when you use these techniques, you can create, you can speed up what, what normally would take a long time in nature. That, that's, that's the whole point of these lab-based experience experiments. If it's just going to be as fast as, as it occurs naturally, well, then you're never going to get ahead of it. The whole reason they're studying is to get ahead of the virus and what the virus is doing naturally. And yes, they employ techniques that allow it to mutate faster. And as Rand Paul just said with him bringing the receipts, the NIH under Anthony Fauci paid to help a man develop a way to manipulate and modify and, and evolve viruses faster and in a way that appears to be natural outside of a lab-based environment. Fauci knew this. Either Fauci is the dumbest person in the NIH, or he's lying when he says, well, it looks like it's nature, so that means it absolutely has to be nature. Right? You can't be both. You can't be the smartest guy in the room and also forgetting that you just signed the check to the guy who, who developed the process in collaboration with the Wuhan Institute of Virology that makes lab-based manipulation appear natural. Can't have it both ways, Anthony. Tony.
Can I call you Tony? I, f- I feel like we're on a first name basis now, Tony. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll keep calling him Tony. <laughs> so what else do we got going on with, I want to make sure I don't click to anything uh, we already did. Okay, go to my screen. This is, uh, this is another, another bit. This is circumstantial, but it's another bit that lends to the theory that escaped from the lab. Cell phone data from not last October, but the October previous. Remember, this is COVID-19. The 19 being that it was dis- discovered. It was discovered in 2019. So China was dealing with this before we were dealing with it. It's COVID-19 because they discovered it in 2019. In October of 2019, the cell phone data just disappeared. So you have a building, and that picture is the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You have a bunch of employees there. They're all on their phones. And even if they aren't using their their phones, those phones are pinging off nearby towers, right? Even Even in secure areas, you still have wherever the phone is, if it was left outside the secure area, it's still pinging back, right? It's it's getting emails, it's getting texts, it's it's receiving calls, right? There's still inbound and outbound phone traffic. Well, in October of 2019, the phone traffic for this building uh, reportedly just fell off, fell off the charts. Zero. Shut down. Not like a couple. There was nothing. Nothing in, nothing out in terms of cell traffic, which you can see. You don't have to go through the government to see whether or not there is traffic coming in and out. So it, it makes you wonder, well, it, if we know that that's around the time, if, if we know that that is around the time when all this was going down. Why would the Wuhan Institute of Virology, listen, if there's a novel virus coming out, wouldn't you want the nearest, and I'm talking like a couple miles away, if there's this new virus that's killing people, wouldn't you want that virology institute to be running at full steam? You'd think that that would be the the priority, right? Oh, wow. We just discovered this virus that, that was in bat soup at the meat market. Everyone, we're calling you all in. We're paying you overtime. We need to decode this virus. We need to study its genome. We need to understand how to beat this thing because it's killing people at an alarming rate. No, that's not what they did. According to these reports, they sent everyone home and they locked the building down and there was no cell traffic, cell, uh, cell tower traffic in or out of the building. At a time when they should have been running full steam to find a cure, it was empty. Why was it empty? Well, the only thing that I can think of in my mind to empty the Virology Institute is if you're worried that the virus came from the Virology Institute, right? That, that's, that's the quarantine procedures. When you know where the virus is, you shut down that area. And in China, that's what they were doing. Anyone who's seen those old videos, they were welding people into their apartments. Yes, you heard that correctly. In apartments where they had metal doors and metal door frames, they were welding COVID positive patients into their apartments, coming back and they were dead. That was how they enforced quarantine in China. So when this building goes dark, right around the time that this all starts happening, it really makes you wonder, doesn't it? It really makes you wonder. I don't know. Put up image three. This is a new article out today. Oh, no, not image three. Sorry, image, image number two. That was the picture of the lab. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Coming out just in the last... 24 hours or so, three researchers from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology became sick enough in November of 2019 that they sought hospital care, according to a previously undisclosed U.S. intelligence report, that could add weight to growing calls for a fuller probe of whether the COVID-19 virus may have escaped from the laboratory. The details of the reporting go beyond a State Department fact sheet. 
issued during the final days of the Trump administration, which said that several researchers at the lab, a center for the study of coronaviruses and other pathogens, became sick in autumn 2019 with symptoms consistent with both COVID-19 and common seasonal illnesses. Well, that seasonal illnesses part doesn't really matter, right? Because as we've covered in depth, COVID-19, the symptoms are the same, which is why so many people with the flu and with common colds get misclassified as COVID-19. So let's just break this down. The one center. So we have this virology institute. It's in Wuhan, China. We know that they are going and they are harvesting samples in caves of bats, bringing coronaviruses back, sampling it. We know that Anthony Fauci is signing checks to this guy, Barrick, who is developing a method of rapidly evolving and, and manipulating these viruses. And he's working with that same center, right? We know that the, the city that that center's in experienced the first outbreak just a, a, a couple miles away. We know that immediately after that first outbreak, the one building that could have actually fought the virus and learned how to defeat it went silent. No one in or out, no cell phone, cell phone traffic at all. And now we learn that immediately after that, there were three researchers at this lab who were admitted to the hospital with COVID-like symptoms. Again, tell me again how it was the bat soup. Tell me again how it was someone who was eating a pangolin. Come on, guys. Come on. When it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It is. It is. I mean, we don't know. The whole thing is we don't know. And we probably will never know. Because any evidence that it, that existed, I guarantee the Chinese burned it, destroyed it. They bleach bitted it. They probably called Hillary Clinton and asked her how to bleach bit. It's gone. It's gone. The, the time to get in there was now. Was, was, was Sorry, last year. Right? This place should have been firebombed. That was last year. Now, there's not going to be a trace. They've wiped everything. You're not going to find anything there. And anyone who could have talked is dead. Or they're disappeared. Or the, or the government has threatened to disappear them. Right? There were a couple of doctors who were trying to blow the whistle. And they miraculously got COVID-19 and died. Huh. Funny how that works, isn't it? No, th this came from the lab. We now can say with a pretty high degree of confidence that this came from the lab. The crazy thing, though, is if we had said this last week, we would be fact-checked on social media. Even if we put through, even if we put together all this circumstantial evidence, even if we put through all of this literal evidence, and we made this case last week, the fact-checkers back then had the power. They had the power to take us down. Remember I showed you last week that PolitiFact pulled down their fact check uh, a week or so ago, pulled down the fact check by saying that the, the consensus of scientists no longer say that it's impossible for it to come from a lab. Well, that's fine. But a week and a half ago, that fact check would have applied to us. If we posted anything on Facebook that said COVID-19 came from the Wuhan lab, we would automatically have been fact checked. Probably at that point, we'd have so many fact checks, our channel would be shut down and that'd be it. So the lesson here, obviously, don't trust the Chinese. How about we don't teach the Chinese how to make super viruses with American taxpayer dollars? How about that's the big takeaway here. Takeaway two, don't trust the WHO to perform an uh, investigation in China when the WHO is literally in love with China and will not say anything bad about China ever, too. But three, right, we have to understand that big tech should not be allowed to censor doctors and scientists. This, this theory of the Wuhan Institute being the source didn't just come out of nowhere. There were doctors, there were scientists. Remember 
uh, Tucker always had on show. I think Hannity had on show too. Early in the pandemic, there was a doctor who came to the United States fleeing and said, oh no, this came from the lab 100%. And, that, and they got fact-checked. We, this should serve as a stark warning of what happens when we give big tech the power to censor people. Not because it's even wrong, but because they just disagree. When did science become silence? Think about that. Science is supposed to be competing ideas. You test the same, you, you recreate um, tests to prove or disprove hypotheses. But when you have big tech silencing anyone trying to challenge the hypothesis, that's not science, that's silence. It's a very important distinction. So we need to, we need to really make sure that this stops. We cannot live in a world where a doctor gets out and, does, and gives a press conference and says, I know for a fact, based on all of my studies, that COVID-19 came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We cannot live in a world where some liberal arts graduate who, who got a degree in underwater basket weaving or some BS at some unknown college who's working at a company that subcontracts for Facebook, pushing the button saying you're banned. We can't live in that world. We can't. We can't live in a world where some random person will never know. Subcontract doesn't even work for Facebook. They just are a subcontractor. They push a button and they silence the, one of the foremost experts in virology. No, we can't live in that world. That is how misinformation spreads. And you notice that they say, oh, the science changed. The science didn't change. You ignored the science last year. The science was staring you in the face, begging you to listen to it. And because they were too busy kowtowing to China, they didn't listen to the science. So the science doesn't change. You've just finally opened your eyes, not willingly. You've been dragged kicking and screaming to open your eyes. So I don't ever want to hear again that the science changed. The science didn't change. I was talking to someone the other day talking about, oh, they're like, oh, back in, remember back then when we were all forced to strip naked every time we went shopping? I'm like, no, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. My wife tried to make me do it a few times when she was freaking out. No, I don't remember that. Like, remember when we, we would empty an entire spray can of Lysol onto a single box that we got from Amazon? No, I don't remember that. And then they say, isn't it interesting how the science changed? No, the science never changed. No one ever said that you have to empty an entire can of aerosolized disinfectant on a cardboard box. No one ever said that. The science didn't change. What changed is we stopped listening to Anthony Fauci and we stopped allowing him to just go off of his gut. I get it. A novel coronavirus, when it's a new virus, everyone's afraid and everyone's trying to do what they think is best. But what we've learned is Anthony Fauci time and time and time and time again got it wrong. He got it wrong. His gut instinct was wrong. His gut instinct isn't worth crap. I mean, that's a little play on words. His, I, I, it isn't. It isn't. Who would possibly, after all this, trust Anthony Fauci to give his, his best guess on what the best thing to do is? Not backing it in science, just backing it on his own, his own hypotheses. And then the minute, the minute that you try to test those hypotheses, you're suspended. Now, this is, this is there. They circled the wagons. Uh, why, why is this up? The pedophiles? No, don't put that up. The, the minute that... They, they, what they've done to us this past year, disgusting. What Anthony Fauci has gotten away with doing, disgusting. What big tech has done, circling the wagons, protecting him, disgusting. And if there's any takeaway beyond that we should have firebombed fire the Wuhan lab, beyond that we shouldn't give them U.S. tax dollars, the big takeaway should be we cannot allow big tech to guide science.
scientific research, scientific debate. We cannot allow that anymore. Yeah, John Roberts in that clip with Jen Psaki said 580,000 people have died. Yes, how many of those people have died because big tech stopped the truth from getting out? How many? How many? It's a not zero. It's a non-zero number. I can't say for sure how much big tech censorship has caught, how how much death and destruction has caused, but it's a non-zero number. By that, I mean it's one or greater. There is at least one person out there who died because of what big tech did. And they're all, and they're over there giving themselves a pat on the back. Oh, we did such a good job with content moderation. Democrats are are clapping, say, "Oh no, you need to you need to do more moderation. You need to do more. You, you need to go harder after conservatives for their misinformation." And every time, every time, a month later, two months later, now a year later, everything that they have fact checked us for has been proven out correct. We were right from the start, every single step of the way. There is not a single fact check that has been applied to our channel that has held up and survived a year of medical and scientific scrutiny. Not one. Not one. And I'm not a scientist, right? I didn't even take four years of science in high school. I did chemistry, biology, um, and physics, and I'm, I'm out. I did the main three. I'm out. I didn't even take a science senior year. I, I didn't. I took two history courses. I found it more exciting. But when we can cover things more accurately than the fact checkers can, well, then we have to reevaluate the power that they hold over our society. So we're going to, um, we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, Joe should be joining us. Joe should be joining us to talk about the election audit, the new developments that we see in, in New Hampshire and Arizona. Maybe we'll also get his, uh, his, his take on this. I'm still fired up. I don't know if I can just completely switch from Wuhan to New Hampshire. I don't know if I can, but we'll see. Hopefully he can, he's, he's getting ready to go. We'll be back on the other side of this real quick break. Don't go anywhere. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 